Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. For this episode, I am thinking of TV shows. I think TV shows are now a art form, specifically as a short form way to tell a story. Maybe it's a long form if you want to think of it that way. Over the last couple of years, maybe within the last five to ten, I've kind of gotten away from watching a whole bunch of movies. I still watch movies a lot, but TV shows are something that seem to draw me in a little bit further than what a movie does. Maybe because we have a little bit more time to relate to the characters, it really does feel like a better way to tell a story. But then again, I'm also a fan of the short form story because I do like anthology films and I do like anthology TV shows. It's a great time when you have TV shows that are written with a specific start and end in mind. The only time that it gets a little messy is when you don't actually get to see that conclusion. That sadly happens a lot to TV shows. Unless you're something like a CSI or NCIS, Grey's Anatomy, that type of show, where it's a crowd pleaser. And honestly, with that type of show, if it gets canceled, sure, people are going to miss watching it. But it's probably not the end of the world as far as that goes, because at the end of the day, it really doesn't have that big of an arcing story. Each episode is kind of self-contained. There's a reason why these shows survive in syndication, because they can more or less be watched in any order. Every once in a while, there will be a story arc of some sort in there. But if you really look at it, are you truly missing out on any real story? I'm not discounting any of those shows. They're not for me. I don't really care for them much, but I do know that they're popular and they're popular for a specific reason. It's easily digestible. There's a few TV shows that I watched that led me to thinking about TV shows, whether they were canceled before their prime or if they were completely written with one season in mind and they worry about the second season later, more or less taking an anthology route. You have shows like American Horror Story or Fargo. It's nice because they tie into each other with each season or tie into a movie such as Fargo, which has some definite ties to the movie itself. It's nice because each season is its own thing. There are little nods and references and gives you that idea that they're all taking place in the same world. However, if you watch the seasons out of order, you're probably not missing much, but if you watch them in order, you're going to be gaining a whole lot of information and background, along with some little nice nods to previous seasons. There's quite a few shows in particular that I feel were canceled before their time or were given an ability to wrap up what they were doing. One of those that was actually allowed to wrap up their show was The Leftovers. The Leftovers is probably one of my favorite shows of all time. With me being more agnostic with my views religiously, the show actually made a lot of sense to me. We don't really know what happens when we die or anything like that. Probably nothing. But you know what? Maybe there is something. The show kind of fit with my ideals. Sadly, it didn't really hit with audiences. I think it should have. It was easily one of the best shows, I think, to ever grace our TV screens. But people really don't like Damon Lindelof. They kind of used that as a way of justifying not watching it or saying it was terrible before 
they even viewed it. I guess the lesson there is never underestimate the power of nerds that love their TV shows and they didn't get what they wanted when you decided to wrap up the show. I'm speaking, of course, to Lost. That's one of the reasons of why Damon Lindelof gets the hate that he does. Does he deserve it? Maybe, but I think all of his projects should be taken as a individual. His continuation of Watchmen, I think, was fantastic. It was easily one of my favorite shows of the last year. It was just a fantastic show. It was a show that had a definite start, pretty much had a definite ending. It leaves it open. However, I didn't feel cheated at the end of it. There's another HBO TV show that was canceled before its prime, in my opinion. That's the show Carnival. I love that show. It's by uh, one of the guys that worked on Twin Peaks, Greg Feinberg. It has a lot of, I guess, supernatural and mysticism to it. It has a lot of faithful and religious elements to it mixed with the dark and supernatural. I really like the idea behind it. Another show that didn't really capture audiences, just like The Leftovers. However, Carnival didn't get to continue on. Instead, they found out that they were being canceled because the show was too expensive and they didn't have the viewership that they wanted for the show. So HBO just said, hey, do what you can and that's it. They tried their best to try to wrap it up. It leaves it on a huge cliffhanger. Again, I didn't feel cheated or anything. I just felt sad that I would not get any more seasons with these characters. I also wanted to see what would happen because there is a slight apocalyptic type of story going on as well. I actually just started re-watching Carnival with Nicole. She has never seen it before. It's honestly just as good as I remember it to be. It's a show that I'll probably forever love and wonder what if they were able to make a third season. It doesn't really have that cult audience, so it's not going to be something like Twin Peaks, another show that was canceled, left with a big cliffhanger. Thankfully, we got a follow-up roughly about 26 years later, which some people loved and some people hate. It's an interesting thing in itself because it really is about an 18-hour movie. Twin Peaks Return took a different route. David Lynch made it more or less like a movie. If I had 18 hours to spend and if I could just watch the entire thing as a whole, I would definitely do it. There's no way I'd be able to sit for 18 hours and watch a movie. Twin Peaks The Return was very slow and deliberate, but it really had those payoffs towards the end. So that's what leads me to this. So far, we're five episodes into the show on Disney Plus, WandaVision. I just got done watching the fifth episode. I think it's an awesome show, which is surprising. I didn't think I was going to like it. So this is the moment where I'm going to eat my words. I was laughing at this show for the title, WandaVision. It's like, ah, got it. You got Scarlet Witch and Vision. That creates WandaVision. Got it. I didn't realize how good it was going to be. I really like those little nods to the past TV shows. We're getting episodes that are in structure to sitcoms. What's awesome about it is I grew up watching these sitcoms. It probably would be even better if I lived in that era and grew up watching them, but I didn't. I grew up in the 80s and 90s, watched things such as I Love Lucy, Bewitched, 
Dick Van Dyke Show, Mary Tyler Moore Show, a whole bunch of different sitcoms. I've watched a bunch of them in my life. I enjoy them. I realize that they're cheesy, but they're still fun and they make me laugh quite a bit when I do go back and revisit them. I think Disney and Marvel really nailed the feel of those classic TV sitcoms, complete with the laugh tracks, the music. It also introduces its own little bit of weirdness. I love the weird aspects of the show, the fact that Wanda is controlling the entire town there, more or less keeping the people hostage against their own thoughts. It seems that everybody knows that they're not who they're supposed to be. They're actors. They're puppets. And she is the puppet master. It's a very interesting idea. I know this was taken from some comics. Those little moments where people break out of it, they realize they're not who they're supposed to be. They're not who they are. It's very fun because I heard some people go and compare it to a sitcom by way of David Lynch. In some ways, I can see that. The pauses and the blank stares from people, it actually does add a little bit of David Lynch feel, specifically something that you might see in Mulholland Drive or his last feature film, Inland Empire. If the show took on a little bit more of a abstract nature about it, we would cross even further into those David Lynch-ish types of feels and themes. It partially crosses over into that David Lynch type of territory. I understand where some of the critics have compared it to that. It's not quite there, but it's almost there. I gotta be honest, I really didn't think I would care for this show. I decided to give it a chance because why not? I'm sitting on that three year, which I guess is gonna come up in a year. I'm sitting on that subscription to Disney Plus. I rarely use my Disney Plus. This is something new that I wanted to check out. I'm actually glad I did. It's given me a little bit of hope moving forward for the MCU. I started out a huge fan of the MCU. As it went on throughout those 10 years, I was kind of a passing fan. I was judging each movie as its own entity. I wasn't judging it based on, hey, this is part of a greater universe, because I kind of realized that a lot of the movies felt the same. In doing that, you're creating that one singular vision, sure, but you're also limiting your creativity. This here feels like they're branching out, which is a great thing. It's given me that one interesting thing. It's given me something brand new. I needed that from the MCU. If I didn't have that, I would still be more or less one of those, all right, I'll watch it. Yeah, it was good, but you know, I'm just kind of bored with it. This is probably one of the best things that the MCU has ever done, and I didn't think I would ever say that about a TV show, for one, or a show that was an MCU show. How in the world could the Marvel Cinematic Universe actually get interesting again by making a TV show? It's mind-blowing, but it also makes me think, well, TV shows are my preferred way of viewing things anymore. So yeah, maybe that was the secret sauce that was to drag somebody like me that was getting bored back in. I don't know. All I can say is that if you haven't seen WandaVision, you definitely should check it out. Make sure you watch until episode four. I understand that some of the cheesiness of the first few episodes and all the questions raised might not be interesting to most people, but it was the one thing that kept me watching. So not only does this give me hope for the MCU moving forward, 
It also gives me hope that we're going to have more short-form TV shows where they're going to be one season. Maybe they can tie into a greater universe, but sometimes that one season is perfect and that's really all you need. I think I'm going to close out this week's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing and want to reach out, you can do that at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. The last thing, if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as create new content. Plus, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.